0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Travis Stork Show. Uh, Thanks so much for for checking in. Today, I thought it would be appropriate to give a little bit of an update and something I'm gonna call uh, Dr. Travis 10 minute take. And I think back to over five weeks ago when a pandemic was declared and where have we gone? Where are we now? Again, these are my thoughts and opinions, um, because right now, it's all anyone can offer, and I'm a little upset that people keep trying to pretend like they have all the answers, and they don't until we have more testing. And again, I don't want to sit here and belabor the point, but I'm still a little bit shocked and dismayed that we don't have more robust testing, not only for acute infections, but you know the sooner we get these tests, these antibody tests where we can figure out who's been infected in communities across the country, the sooner we will be able to safely reopen. Um, so, more testing. I, it's really sad, folks. Uh, people, I don't think, even fully realize how um, poorly rolled out the testing was. It was. Uh, it's just not been great, but getting better week by week. I just wish that five plus weeks after this was declared a pandemic, we would be in a better spot where we could know exactly which communities um, or what the infection rate has been in certain communities so that we can just have a better sense for where things are at. So that's the silver lining though, is in some communities and some studies have come out recently, finding that there have been more infections in certain communities with asymptomatic hosts. And that what that means is I suspect and I hope and pray that the actual mortality rate is much lower than the stated mortality rate at present just because the number of people infected, I hope, and and this sounds weird to say that I hope the actual number infected is higher, meaning that I hope we have millions of people who've been infected with no symptoms Um, because that would mean that we're beginning to develop herd immunity. So more testing is needed, but I want to say this, I'm incredibly proud of this country and the way everyone came together and engaged in these social distancing uh, measures. The reason it was so important and continues to be, and if anyone remembers my very first podcast on this, or maybe it was the second one, and I said, look, along with Dr. Brad Spellberg, an ID expert, we said, look, if, if our response ends up seeming like it was overly aggressive, then we've done the right thing. The reason that we have not seen um, mortalities at the probably um, at the number we thought might be possible is because everyone, for the most part, as far as I can tell, in communities across this country, are doing a great job of, for the most part, staying at home, um, social distancing, washing their hands. I'm really proud of of that. Um, Having said all of that, it is also very important to, as quickly as possible, get back to some sense of normalcy, our new normal, if you will. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I've said from the beginning we have to respect this virus, but we don't have to live in fear of it. I do not fear this virus. I respect it, just like I respect... Many other viruses and, and bacterial pathogens out there that can infect us, harm us, and even potentially kill us. When you're an ER doc, you're, you're not just aware of one virus, you're aware of all of them. <clears throat> and being germ aware versus a germaphobe is, is more important now than ever. So as we move forward, I want everyone to think about how they're going to approach their lives when some of these um, more strict. Self isolation measures are are um, ended, and we start ramping up the economy again. Which of course needs to happen in a smart way. So you have to start thinking about risk reward for you. I'm going to tell you how I think about it. Um, quite frankly, people probably know our risk has been pretty high here because we had a water leak and had a just a, had to deal with it, and had had a lot of workers here. And at times it seemed like some of them have even been ill, and so we've just been very conscious of never touching our eyes, our face, washing like crazy, uh, treating our home like it's almost uh like a bus because everything could be touched every single day by someone else. so having said that i have um you know <laughs> i I have become a little less afraid of this virus only because i know what it takes to try to prevent infection and that is just being fastidious with the you know the social distancing and not touching your eyes and um people who are going out and about if you're wearing a a cloth mask don't have a sense of a false sense of security i see a lot of people they put their mask on and they think it makes them superman or superwoman but got to remember that mask is uh, maybe mitigating the risk a little bit, but still more important is making sure you're you're washing your hands and not touching your eyes and nose so you have to think about what's your risk reward well I'm actually really i think Nashville's doing a pretty good job a lot of local businesses are now doing curbside pickup they're doing <clears throat> you know they're, they're they're basically there's no interchange of uh, currency and so these curbside pickups are limiting any actual social interaction where you can go order something from a restaurant and it will be sitting on a table. You pick it up and you pay online. And so you can support local businesses and yet still get out of the house safely. And I think that's important. So think about what your risk reward is. I think that this virus, although it is um, something that we have never seen before in terms of its what seems to be its incredibly contagious characteristics. I want everyone to remember, um, this is not, as we've said before, this is not Ebola, where the mortality rate is so high that if you get the virus, the chances are you're going to have a bad outcome. Chances are, by and large, if you get this virus, you're going to do just fine. That is a good thing. It doesn't mean you will, There's a risk for anyone who catches this virus, whether you're healthy, young, whether you're certainly at higher risk if you have a compromised immune system or elderly, but we are all at risk and that's why we need to stay in this together. But what can you do now to minimize your risk while maximizing your reward? And what I mean by that is we need to get things back up and running in a smart way. So, Paris and I, we have been trying to support local businesses throughout all of this. Um... Again, in Nashville where, you know, Nashville's not a quote-unquote hotspot right now. Certain parts of it, yes, but there are a lot of businesses learning how to operate in this new normal. And that means restaurants serving food, like I said, at curbside, coffee shops at curbside. And then what we'll do is we'll take that food or that coffee home and we'll pour it in our own cup, um, pour the food on our own plates, wash our hands um, and again, religiously not touch our, our faces, our eyes, our nose, etc. But what can you do at home to feel a little bit safer as we move forward and relax some of these um, more stringent policies, which is going to have to happen? Well, I think it's important in this case to, I'll share with you what I do as an ER doc. Subjective measurements are things like I have shortness of breath. That's subjective. It's not a measurement. It's subjective. I have shortness of breath, for instance. If I say that. I have no way to quantify it. But what I have at our house are a few things that I recommend everyone have, have a thermometer and take your temperature and that of your family when you're feeling normal so that you know, if you use that thermometer and your temperature is up, you will know what your baseline is because it's the first time you use a thermometer is when you're feeling sick. Who knows if the thermometer is accurate? Who knows if that's a good reading? Um, Another thing that I have at my house is a pulse oximeter. This pulse oximeter comes in handy, especially in the emergency department, because it gives me an objective measurement. A thermometer gives you an objective measurement of your temperature. Feeling feverish, having the chills is subjective. This pulse oximeter is measuring my oxygen saturation. That top number, 98% oxygen saturation is what I have right now. The lower number um, is my heart rate, which is at 68, a little higher than normal, because I'm drinking a coffee, um, now my my oxygen saturation is up to 99%. This is an objective measurement. Those of you who may be at more risk for this, if you do, say, get diagnosed and your doctor says, lay low, stay at home, let us know if things get worse, this pulse ox will give you an objective measurement. So, if your oxygen saturations are normally 99% and that saturation starts dropping, talk to your doc about what to look for, but that gives you an objective measurement of your blood, red blood cell oxygen saturation. The reason that's important is in, in, with this particular virus, when it attacks the lower airways, it attacks those alveoli where oxygen exchange happens. People who are running into trouble are having problems with oxygen saturation. You can get these pulse oximeters online um, and many of them, they're, they're pretty inexpensive. Uh, last but not least, objective measurement because I have asthma and because my asthma has been bothering me lately because of spring allergens and because of the unfortunately construction dust in the house after the water leak um, I use something known as an incentive spirometer in the morning and at night and for anyone who's been in a hospital or known someone who's been dealing with say a pneumonia or whatnot has seen these incentive spirometers let's not forget to exercise our lungs during these times we we often forget to take nice deep breaths but our lungs are the first thing to become compromised when we're having when we're seeing people with, um, you know, they're getting all this inflammation in their lower airways, and so one of the things is maximizing your immune system by eating well, staying hydrated, but also maximize your lungs' ability to oxygenate and ventilate. And one of the ways I do that is I consciously take deep breaths throughout the day and I use this incentive spirometer because it also gives me another objective measurement of what is my baseline, you know, and those little balls are moving up the device and you can actually measure um, with a, with a good inspiration. You can kind of measure what your maximum is. And if that number starts dropping significantly, you know, um, that's an objective measurement. You say, Hey Doc, I've been convalescent or I've been at home, but you know I can only, I can't really inhale like I used to. My oxygen saturations are are seem to be dropping um, because people do a lot of people who are getting sick with this they need on they need supplemental oxygen. Um, and in unfortunate scenarios, some people need intubation. But again, by and large, most people who are getting infected are having good outcomes. So let's not live in fear. Let's live in respect. Don't listen to anyone who tells you they have all the answers because that's what people do um to get eyeballs on them, but it's bullshit. Pisses me off right now the the wars between political parties and the various news networks, it's just really hard for me, objectively as a doctor to watch it um, calling each other out. It's just it's it's we're better than this America. and it's time to get back to um, you know, bringing a cohesiveness rather than a divisiveness. This virus doesn't give a crap what your, you know, what your political affiliation is, what your favorite news source is. Um, so respect the virus. Don't fear it. I actually feel like I'm probably more optimistic now than I've been because we're getting more and more data. And I'm, again, it's hard to sit here and say, well, thousands of people have died. But hey, the truth is it could have been much worse. But I, I, I will say it could have been much worse. We can prevent it from getting much worse. Um, I'm not the president. I'm not in political office. I am not going to be the one deciding how each state evolves from here. So just be smart. Don't live in fear of this virus. If you're wearing, one last thing, if you're wearing these face masks, please do not think it gives you superpowers. Um, They may have some efficacy in preventing you from spreading the virus if you have it. They certainly um, may provide some benefit if there's an aerosolized droplet that it may prevent you from inhaling it or, um, you know, potentially becoming infected from it. But for the most part, the way these viruses get transmitted is through your mucous membranes touching your eyes, your nose, and whatnot. So do not have a false sense of security with the face mask and take this dirty face mask you've been wearing for a week and you're touching it, you're touching your eyes, um, just be cognizant of that. I've gone over my 10 minutes and thus I'm going to close out with this thought. Very proud of everyone out there for for doing what it takes to flatten this curve. Um, And also my thoughts and prayers are with everyone out there who um, has, has dealt with this personally, anyone who's lost a loved one. Um, We will come out the other side of this stronger than ever, and I do believe our healthcare system will end up being better for this, and we will be better prepared in the future for pandemics. Let's just try to make this pandemic, uh, let's solve the riddle as best we can, knowing that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Not going to open things back up in a few weeks, and it's going to be normal. This is a marathon not a sprint. So, for those of you who are just kind of like waiting to bust out, think of this as a marathon. And if, if this is a marathon, um, until we get a great treatment, until we get a vaccine, until we get developed herd immunity, just start mentally going there in your mind where you're storing up some reserves of psychological um, wherewithal, knowing that it's not instantly going to go back to normal one day from the next. And when things do start normalizing, understand that may ironically be when you're at an increased risk of, of getting the virus as hotspots develop potentially in new communities throughout the country. So be smart. That's all you can do. Be well, thinking about all of you. Um, thanks so much for listening. The Travis Stork Show podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal or other advice, diagnosis or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.